0: of excuses and we are running out of time we're looking at mass starvation within 10 years the reality is we're sleepwalking into a catastrophe change is coming whether you like it or not i'm
1: leah i'm a gp in brighton it's the second wednesday of the rebellion it's a bright chilly October evening we're in Trafalgar Square having a very peaceful uh, gathering I would call it I think with quite a heavy but relaxed police presence and um, following the section 14 on Monday and the banning on all extinction rebellion uh, associating with each other within London uh, and any further protesting or action of any kind we're regrouping to see where that leaves us what we're dealing with in terms of the legality and where to go from here.
2: Hi, I'm Dr Rebecca Hall. I work in Froome in Somerset and I came up this morning on the train to join the rebellion again. I came last week for four days and found it the most stimulating and inspiring experience I've had for many years. I learnt masses. I learned mass- masses about all kinds of things, but lots of healthcare issues, interestingly, and lots of political issues, and loads of ethical and philosophical ideas that were flowing around. I saw some f- fantastic inspirational speakers, and I went back home, and I went to work on Friday, and it was really hard. It was really, really hard to be in normal life, to be doing business as usual, and talking about the things that people talk about they don't talk about climate change and I found it really difficult I was exhausted because I've been on a sort of high of being in London it was really fantastic and but I also felt that I hadn't really done enough and I thought I need to come back because it's so important I need to be there again and see if I've got any more to offer this week
3: Doctors for Extinction Rebellion is a collective of health professionals who, appreciating that the climate and ecological emergency represents an impending public health catastrophe, are actively taking part in civil disobedience with XR.
2: We had a disappointment in the Doctors for XR group last week. We had set up a, a health hub, a planetary health hub, which was a centre point for um, discussion, workshops. And um, talks about all the issues surrounding health and climate change and sustainability and that had been a really lovely focal point for meeting people and learning things and it was removed last Thursday by the police along with all the other inspiring places in St James's Park including the global justice site so this week is very different in Exile we have the Constant police helicopters, which is always here a lot of the time i can 't really hear what 's going on, and you can hear it getting closer now and it is an ever ever present The people who were sleeping here last week they were being buzzed all night every night, and it was I think really difficult for them and But this week, there is a different kind of feeling about it about the rebellion, and there 's still hope um, it 's been hard though because the police have been having a different approach and now we are having to make decisions, daily decisions about what, to, what the best way of going forward is.
3: Dr Lair Desmond, the GP from Brighton, explains why she got involved with XR Doctors.
1: I feel very strongly that the way we live, the way we're living, is making us sick. And the way we're living is making the planet sick. I don't think you can separate the two. I think there's an extraordinary disconnection from nature, which is making people unwell, it's making people depressed, it's making people anxious. And it's, that separation is why we, ha- we can continue to pollute and damage and waste in a mindless way. And until we start to live better lives, until we start to see ourselves as part of nature, we're going to continue to be unwell and we're going to continue to drive ourselves and everything else to extinction so it sounds dramatic but being a GP every day i'm dealing with the illness that people people's lifestyles are um, exacerbating and i feel a little bit helpless to tackle that in a 10-minute appointment in an office so for me this is this is the way to go
2: my motivation is quite quite personal, as I think a lot of people's is, um, I have always been slightly on the periphery of the green movement, but when the IPCC report came out last September, um, with catastrophic scientific evidence that we were heading in a very, very, to a very bad place, I became really, really depressed, um, profoundly depressed, so that I found it actually quite difficult to get up. I had a lot of very dark thoughts, um, and I... I'm very nervous about the, this winter actually, but I, I sort of shut myself off from all media sources and only in April did I vaguely become aware of something going on in London. And I then realized that actually I wasn't the only one feeling this way. I'd, been, I'd spent nine months just thinking I feel completely alone. I don't understand the world that doesn't get this. It's weird. And I, I became aware that other people were thinking like this. And actually since April I've found the courage to join them, and and it has been um, a very healing process for me to be part of something much bigger than me and much bigger than all of us. Um, in hoping that we can make some kind of change, um, because the way that we go if we don't make change, if we carry on business as usual, is terrifying. And I'm really happy to be part of Doctors I' I'm meeting people, um, inspiring people, and find you know meeting inspiring people the whole time. It's wonderful.
3: But what is it like for doctors and health professionals, pillars of the community, choosing to break the law in order for the government to take action? Many XR medics are gluing themselves to government departments and purposely putting themselves in situations where they risk arrest.
1: There's definitely a sense of change and learning as we go and we all accept very much that we are not in our comfort zone and that we are figuring it out as we go by listening to each other. And I think this morning we had quite a heated meeting, so that was quite interesting. We are all from a diverse background and we're not necessarily all going to agree, but to focus on the things that we do agree with and what it is that we do want to achieve as doctors and what's the benefit of throwing that title behind what we're trying to do. And then how do we feed that back into our daily working lives as well?
2: Yeah, we're all aware that it, there's been a lot of big build-up to these two weeks, and it's been very exciting and um, and fantastic to be part of it. But we're also aware that we have other res- big responsibilities back in our normal lives, and we want to somehow sustain sustain the experience that we've gained here into our into our normal lives, so that we can continue our work and continue being seeds of spreading what we've learned here to our to our communities, which most of us are finding that are not so supportive. We I think I can speak for everyone in the group that we are all little, little tiny individuals in wider communities, medical communities, that don't have, and we don't have support. There certainly aren't any other Doctors for XRYI work, um, so that's another aspect of it being really, really good to be part of
3: as gps becker leah and so many medics involved in xr doctors are passionate not just about their patients care but about the looming health crisis that the climate and ecological situation entails what they want to provide their patients is sustainable health care that has low carbon footprint.
2: As, as doctors Dr. we're aware of the, the links with the health of our patients and the health of the planet. But we're also, um, we're also responsible for significant carbon emissions. The NHS emits a 3% of the carbon emissions in this country. And, it, and, and, and I'm sure it's increasing because the way we practice medicine very rarely reflects sustainability, sustainable
1: um, practice. If we're shifting our focus onto the way we live and the way people live and supporting community and supporting self-care measures, eating well, moving, not working, horrendous hours for no money, zero hours contracts, not being able to pay the rent, all of these things are going through the roof. If we can have systemic change, we're going to have healthier people. We don't need to prescribe as much and therefore our emissions drop. We can't separate these things. They're all they're all linked.
2: It's all linked. It's all about it's all about involving people in their local communities so they, they are happy doing what they do and there's less stress in life. Um, they they don't take medication when they get ill. They they do they go and sing in a choir or um, go for a, a walk in the in the hills. They really do work, and we can prescribe fewer drugs. Prescribing on the NHS is a big is a big problem in terms of carbon emissions, and so we really want to reduce that.
1: I want to see at least 50% of the primary care budget on lifestyle medicine and um, talking therapies. I want yoga therapy for chronic pain. I want these to be easily accessible. I want them to be free. I guarantee we'd be able to reduce not only our prescribing but our emissions and we would have happier, healthier communities and a happier, healthier planet.
2: I think we need, need major change in government policies around food around agriculture. We need, um, they, they need to look seriously at land use so that we're not producing loads and loads of big agri agricultural, um, massive agricultural farms. Everything needs to be on a smaller scale, much more manageable at a human level, so we can benefit from that, so that, we, so that we can eat healthy diets by not spending a lot of money. At the moment it's all about processed food. I think that it's very important that those sectors are also part of the, the systemic change that's needed.
3: As we're hearing, sustainable health care is about addressing our ills, not just through pills but by encouraging prevention, encouraging us to get out there, outside, into nature, to run, to garden, to sing, to be fully involved in life and our communities. XR podcast reporter Mark Smalley met Becker and fellow GP Dr Jenny Thackeray during the first week of the rebellion.
0: Here in the XR People's Republic of St James's Park, uh, among the great London plane trees shedding their leaves, uh, is a big white tent uh, called the Planetary Health Hub, uh, and uh, the posters say "Our Health Our Planet," and uh, inside there's a lovely a hand-painted poster saying midwives are revolting. Dr Jenny Thackeray, you're a GP in Kent, is, is that That's right? That's right, yes. So what does sustainable health mean for you?
4: Having come along to Extinction Rebellion and to the um, health hub today, I'm very much up for engaging on a greater scale and um, taking everything forward
0: those who are listening um, may be a minority are going to be doctors and health practitioners but everyone is going to be a user of health services so how do you encourage us to engage with our GPs or primary health care if we want to consider the the global or indeed carbon footprint um, of of our health support?
4: That's a very good question. Um, I think Essentially it's about um, remaining open-minded and listening to the change in climate that's not just happening uh, on a temperature scale, but in, in the population at, at large, Becca? I think there are quite specific things actually. If we look at shared decision making about challenging
2: your doctor, saying, well, are these the only? Is this the only choice I have? Actually, is there an alternative? And actually, what if I what if I do nothing? What is the outcome if I do nothing with this problem I have today? Challenge your doctor. Ask him to uh, ask him or her to 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 um, to say what 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 if I do nothing? So that you're part of the decision making process.
4: Well, and the risks as well. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, nothing is for certain when you're dealing with biological systems and people. And so um, whenever you're discussing healthcare for an individual, there are going to be risks involved. Most of the things that are really good for the planet are actually
2: quite good for patients, for all of us. Um, and, it's, and often I've started saying to some of my patients, this is good for you, this is good for the planet. And they really respond well to that and it feels really
0: good. And uh, you've just gone inside the tent to um, rescue your laptop and uh, I I think you've got an email here from a patient or someone, is that right?
2: Yeah, this is an email from Jack. Jack was a bit of a star of our running group. She was 68 when she started running three years ago and and she tells her own story, um, which I'll read the email she wrote to me this week. Since I started running, I've also started more dance, zumba, yoga, strength and weights. Still do my drumming. I do, I do something active most days in spite of arthritis and taking three hours to be road-ready every morning. I just work with what I've got and pace myself accordingly. I got my HbA1c, that's a diabetic measurement, down from 41 to 38, which is not diabetic. My cholesterol is still high, but it's, but it's familial. And my resting pulse is between 50 and 60. My weight down to 73 when it was around 90 for a long, long time. Actually, I feel that my strength is... My, that my strength is that I'm not super fit I, don't think I'd actually com- I didn't actually think I'd complete the couch to 5k but that even with health issues I'm able to exercise and get fitter 10 years ago I used to walk with a stick and I thought that was my future exclamation mark exclamation mark exclamation mark I, get, I still get peripheral neuropathy um, burning in my feet and legs but not when I dance or run so exercise works for me where amitriptyline and gabapentin didn't, j- just didn't touch it um, interesting. Jack was on five repeat medications every day um, for years. She doesn't take anything now, and she and uh, she's brilliant. She has a great life and she's really happy.
0: Dr. Becca Hall, you're clearly a dangerous thing. Let's say I was representing Smith, Klein, Beecham <laughs> or something. You know, you're you you're, you're a threat to their bottom line.
2: I hope so.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: We have run out of excuses and we are running out of time.